everyone, it's Becky. Um, on this episode of Buzzing About Romance, we are handing our hosting duties over to Duchess Katie and Lady Sadie for a special Corset and Crown edition of the podcast. Corset and Crown is the historical portion of the podcast, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to Corset and Crown, everybody. Uh, here with me today is Lady Sadie, and since it is a special drawing room edition, we have author Adriana Herrera joining us today on the podcast. Um, she is known more for her contemporary romance, such as the Dreamer series or the Sambrano Studios books, but has also dipped her toe into historical romance with some very fun anthologies. Welcome, Adriana. Hi, it's good to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Of course, we're so happy to have you. So we just kind of like to get things kicked off Let's right off the jump with um, finding out what one of your first, what your first romance novel was that you read, if you can remember. <laughs> um, I, I mean, it's interesting because I have like different stages of coming into romance. I, the, the very first romance novels that I read were YA and they were not Americas. I grew up in the Dominican Republic. So mm -hmm. um, I was there until I was 23 and I moved to the US um, for graduate school. But my mom um, bought me these like YA, they were like Austrian books and they were about a Austrian princess. Like her name was like, in Spanish is Cici, like S-I-S-S-Y. And I think she, I mean, she really was like an actual real princess, but they had this like very long series <laughs> about her. And she had like this like romantic interest, like this uh, other prince. And I just love those. And it was like 20 books or something. Like there was oh a lot gosh. of them. <laughs> I would say something in the vein of like Babysitter's Club, but like, like okay, you know, yeah. serialized, but with, like a romance arc in them. And mm -hmm. um, so those I think were like really my first. And I think I was like 11 or 12 when my mom <laughs> bought those for me. Um, and then I was, um, I would come to the, in the summers to visit because my, my, my dad's side of my family immigrated to the States in the 60s. So I had a family in New York where I live and in San Diego in California. And I had much older cousins. I had cousins that were like 20 years older than I was. And <laughs> both of my cousins were romance readers, but the one in New York read all Harlequin categories. Oh, okay. So she had like stacks of Harlequin categories. And my cousin who lives in San Diego read all historical. So she had also like stacks of historical. And the book that I remember... <laughs> taking stealing from my cousin and putting it in my suitcase and bringing back with me was untamed by Elizabeth Lowell oh which okay yep I think it's like from the mid 90s early 90s and I think that's the first book I remember reading and being like I'm gonna take this home with me <laughs> back to the dr so i think probably that and then gentle rogue by joanna Lindsay also was like one of those books that i ended up buying like a copy for myself and bringing it home with me like when i came home back home that summer but those, oh, those are the ones that i can recall but i know there's there's many more of course of course oh i love that <laughs> but i i don't think we've had we've had, definitely had joanna Lindsay mentioned but 
your other one. That's a, that's a first for this podcast to be mentioned. Mm -hmm. I loved, um, you know what? And I don't know if they hold up because I haven't read Elizabeth Lowell in a very long time. <laughs> My friend, I'm very good friends with Alexis Daria, who's also a romance writer. She writes yeah, contemporary. Yeah. And she was at a book, a book, she was like at a book fair in Connecticut not too long ago. And she just found like a treasure trove of like really old school um historicals and I there was a copy of Untamed there and I was like get it for me (laughs) (laughs) so I hope to see her next week actually and I'm like bring me my Elizabeth she she got like three or four Elizabeth Lowell books so I haven't read her in a very long time so I'm very excited and Judith McNaught like there was like some jewels in that pile oh heck yeah so she got me I think She got me a couple of Judith McNaughts and those are some of the low ones. She's a good friend. Yes. <laughs> That's a good friend. Friends what... are important. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I <laughs> am very curious. Do you have a specific character that sticks out from your writing or a specific type of character who was really hard for you to write or really hard for you to sort of craft? <sighs> I would have said, like, la- like six months ago, I would have said probably for my, uh, it was the third book in my Dreamer series. Um, and that mm-hmm. that book called American Love Story, it's a book where like, one of the characters is like a white DA, like a district attorney, assistant district attorney. And the other hero is like a Haitian American, um, like activist professor. And like, there's the conflict, the external conflict is that there's like, racially motivated um police stops happening in Ithaca where they lived and like mm-hmm. that kind of like causes like a lot of friction in the relationship and so sure. that one was really tough to write but fast forward this year and I've been um next summer and May I have the first book in the historical series that I am writing for Harlequin for HQN and the it's um set in 1889 in Paris and it's three um, best friends who are Latinas who are heroines and it's set in the Paris World's Fair so um at the Paris World's Fair in 1889 just like historical reason why I'm writing this um was the first time that um Latin countries were able to like um, were invited as like independent nations and they came oh, wow. and, they, and they built pavilions and like basically kind of like exhibited their culture right so mm-hmm. I found out like through a roundabout way which you can find out if you buy my book and read the author's note because it's long um I love those I love long author notes oh I this was a long one so- I love them so much so I um well I'll, I can tell the story very quickly like I was going to go to Paris. um, I was researching a trip to Paris and I found out that in 1889 was the first time that the Dominican Republic, where I'm from, was part of a um, exposition in Paris. And I was like, oh, that's weird. 1889. That's like a long time ago. And then there was kind of like a side story about how like the king of Belgium like snubbed the Dominican pavilion because like our president owed him money and I was like wait we got the cut direct at the what so I started like researching and it ended up that 
effectively, the Dominican Republic was part of the World's Fair in 1889 in Paris, and another 13 Latin countries were there too. And so at this exposition, there were about like 6,000 Latin presenters that came, they built pavilions. So there was like a big presence of Latin people you know, not as former colonies, but as like independent nations. Yeah. So I thought it was an interesting space to set a series. Yes. So um, this first book is called A Caribbean Heiress in Paris, and it's about a Dominican Scottish rum maker. She's an heiress. She makes rum and she comes to Paris to, you know, showcase her rum, find buyers for her rum, and she meets a Scottish Earl who's a whiskey distiller. And so it's a marriage of convenience, kind of enemies to lovers, but not really, not really enemies. Like I I tried to, and that was, I tried to not, I don't really like enemies to lovers. I'm more of a rivals to lovers person. I prefer prefer people who are kind of like on the same footing, And so that book was really hard. Um, And I would say his character was the hardest I've had to write because A, I didn't realize going in just how hard it was gonna be to write a book with basically no frame of reference. Like there is no other traditionally published historical romance and set in Victorian Europe any time during like the return period in Europe with a Latina heiress or a black Latina heiress. Like there's just, it just doesn't exist. Yeah. And so, and, and, and not one written by a woman of color. And so that was really hard because I really had to kind of like come up with a tone with like a narrative with a like a perspective for myself because I love Lisa Claypass let's say just for example I think she's a fucking master sorry can I curse? oh yeah oh yeah that's fine um, you're good here <laughs> she's, a, she's a master right but I can write something that is like resonant but I can't write it how she writes it because that's not my voice it's not how a black woman in that time would perceive her world, right? And so, and also I have to write a white man who knows enough about his position in the world to not be problematic. So that was super hard. And I had to like write that book three times. I am not exaggerating. This year (laughs) has been me writing and rewriting and rewriting, but I am like in copy edits now. And I'm actually pretty happy with it. I think it's it's a good book. I think I wanted something funny, super sexy, rompy, and just like a like a kind of like what historical the type of historical I like to read, like feminist, yeah. but like fun. And that was a real challenge because there was so much I need that had to be said in the book about oh, yeah. her position, his position, negotiating like. I can't write a book with with a heroine, for example, that's her family were, were slavers, right? Because like sugar, you make rum from sugar. So I had mm-hmm. to like look for a way of saying, you know, finding 
a place where I could create a business that didn't have that type of legacy. So all of those things had to be thought about, like thought about. And so that was really a challenge, but I'm really happy with the book. And I think, I hope people will like it too. So that's for sure. James Evanston Sinclair, Earl Darnick, (laughs) future uh, Duke of Canaire is was by far my hardest character to write. Oh, I it's I think it sounds amazing and so nuanced and unique. I'm I'm truly truly excited. <laughs> I also really I love that so. you said that about enemies to lovers because I am the same way. Enemies to lovers totally stresses me out, but I love rivals to rivals. lovers, and, mm-hmm. and I loved your one week to claim it all. Mm. that had a great enemies like not enemies to lover like second chance rivals to lover like oh man I just that one blew me away this summer so I am so excited that we have more rivals to lovers coming from you yes (laughs) yes oh this one I I have to say like Evan is pretty like into her from the first moment like I would say like it's more like he is just trying to get his life together (laughs) because like she keeps just like turning his entire existence upside down but um yes there's definitely like a lot of banter because she's very like self-possessed I can't wait yes we love a 2022 let's go yes I'm hoping arcs are out soon actually so we'll see Oh, money be keeping my my eyes open for that. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> yes. Las Leonas is the name of the series. It's Le- Leonas is like lioness. And the three the three heroines, um, like they were known in their finishing school as Las Leonas. So that's the name of the Ooh. series. I like it. I'm love excited. It. It's gonna be great. Um, so then kind of to uh, piggyback off of that what is one of your favorite tropes that you like to read since we kind of covered you know uh what we what we like to write especially rivals to lovers kind of situation what about what about it what do you like to read when you're reading romance I, like, I love a rivals to lover if it's well done because I like a book with good banter and I think rivals to lovers is probably one of the tropes that lends itself to the best like banter Mm-hmm. I like friends to lovers when it's done well because I love a good pining book like a book oh, of yes. like I am utterly wrecked by my love for you and you don't know <laughs> that you yes. are destroying me with just your breathing it's, it's like <laughs> ruining me I love that I I like also kind of like a a sex for science, like, oh, let's just hook up to see what, you know, that, that kind of thing too. And a good marriage of convenience. Yeah. When it's well done, I, especially historical, I feel like contemporary can be a little contrived because yeah, it has to be really well executed, but in historical, it really lends itself to to it because you can really kind of like go with it yeah so I I love a historical with like a good marriage of convenience although I mean I was gonna say probably one of my favorite all-time historical romances is um Mary Mary Winterbourne 
<laughs> that is Katie's like, that is like Katie's ultimate. Where's <laughs> Winterborn? Yeah. Where's Winterborn? Like, if oh. I could make a, any human being from a book into a real person, <laughs> it would be this one. Yes. <laughs> yes. Girl, whew, I've read that book like 1,700 times. I'm not even excited. It's a good reread. It's a Oof, solid, it solid. Is. solid. I know what uh, I'm getting. Um, it's always great. Yeah, so I, I would, and I would, like that kind of, that, I th- I would say that Evan, my hero for Kirby and Eris, it's in that vein of like, I am just like so fucking into this woman and I cannot even cope. That yeah. is a very good that's like a bit of an id read for me because I really love that. I really love a man that's like down gone. on the floor, gone. Yes, same. I mean, who doesn't same. love a pining hero with no chill? It's, yes, with no it's chill. The ultimate. Hero yeah. with no chill is my go-to. Yes, <sighs> yes. We've covered a few of them before. <laughs> we love them so much. <laughs> yes, and Lisa Kleypas can write them like, no. Oh yeah. So can Sarah McLean. Yes. No chill. Uh, no Wicked chill, in the babes. Wallflower is my favorite from Sarah McLean. No chill whatsoever. <laughs> I'm going to pine for you and be mad about it. <laughs> so pissed. <laughs> oh. Um, so you have a couple of fun books that are coming out. You just had a Christmas story come out, which yes. is your second Sombrano Studios book. Um, and I just had to... Uh, distract my dog with it um <laughs> i and you also have uh two anthologies coming out one is a holiday anthology and one is the extremely exciting uh follow-up to duke i'd like to mm-hmm. with a break i'd like to um so what do you find that's fun about doing these like sort of shorter form really sexy collaborative stories that you've been sort of gravitating to Mm-hmm. Well, with the Duke I'd like to, that was like, it was just such a great idea. It was Joanna Shoup's idea and Joanna and I are friends. And so when Joanna, like, I was kind of like, you know, I want to write historical, but like, I don't know. And she's like, oh, you should, this, um, I have this idea. Do you want to like do a story with us? And I was like, this is a perfect way to kind of like dip my toe in there and see and get a feel for it. And, and so that's why I, I decided to do that one because I thought, I sh- and I like, a sh- I, like there's a lot of things craft-wise that are interesting to do in a shorter format. And yeah. I really like to write <clears throat> very high heat. And I think in terms of, being able to get away with like a lot of sex and and like kind of like compressed way, novellas really lend themselves for that because the expectations yeah. around like the development of the arc, like you can really like timing wise, you can time them in a way that you can kind of like get in there, do something. And so that's why I like doing anthologies. And also it allows me to kind of like explore things that I don't necessarily want to write a whole book about. Sure. Like it's like a vibe or like a moment that I want to (laughs) do. Like for the rake, my rake story is called Monsieur X. And it's like the one of the heroes is like inspired and like John Singer Sargent who is a very, very like one of like probably the greatest portrait artists that ever have lived 
And I find him fascinating as a person just because there's a lot of like ambiguity around his sexuality. Like he was kind of like a celebrity in his time. Like when he was alive and painting, he was being paid like literally like hundreds of thousands of dollars in our, in our currency for each portrait. And he was like so well known. So I was, I just think it would have been interesting to like write someone like that who was kind and like his personal life, like no one knows anything about his personal life other than now, like we know that he had like at least one lover who was a man who was African-American here in the States. And so I was like, I gotta write this guy. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so Rake, my son Rake, I'd like to ask is that John Singer Sergeant inspired character who is, you know, um, he's Latino and like, and like John Singer Sergeant grew up in Florence and <laughs> he meets this guy at like a sex club, <laughs> as you do. As one does, um, yes. And then things happen. So, like to me, that's kind of more like a novella, right? Like it's not like a full on thing. Cause mm-hmm. I want to kind of just like explore like this guy doing a portrait of a man that turns out to be the guy that is like his mass lover. So um, that's why I like the anthologist. I think I can explore little like tidbits of things that I find interesting, but I don't necessarily want to like commit to like a full story especially with historical which is hard to write (laughs) that's fair that makes sense i for one am incredibly excited because i loved the duke i'd like to f anthology like so much i was shocked at how big it was and how quickly i read it like i just couldn't stop it was was like wild and we bothered nicola endlessly when she was our first ever interview way back this spring and we're like will there be a sequel? And she's like, yes. yes. And we legit happy dance for like 30 seconds. Yes. <laughs> yes. We're doing a third one too. We're doing one next year. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Man. Yes. This is like, the. I don't, I'm good. I'm fed. Yes. I'm, I'm good. We're doing a third. It has all the books apparently. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's villain. Villain. I'd like to. Oh man. We, we know some. <laughs> bookstagram friends who are going to lose their minds yes yeah that's that's (laughs) That's so so exciting exciting. oh my gosh I've already got mine like I'm doing I'm pretty sure I'm doing like a sex cult like a Rasputin character oh (laughs) yes sex cult leader (laughs) oh my gosh why like just when you think it couldn't possibly get more bonkers you guys just throw us a curveball it's I was like I had like a moment this year like in the depths of like are we ever going to get out of this pandemic where I like read like five books about Rasputin over like a month? (laughs) And I'm like, well, I need to write a book about this seven foot fucking like insane man who like started the Russian revolution. Now all I can hear in my brain is that song. I know. It's really funny you said that Joanna, um, the Duke anthology was Joanna's uh, thought because that was definitely the first Joanna shoot I ever read was My Dirty Duke Mm. in that. And I was like, what a way to start her backlist, Sadie. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one. And she's got some real good ones too. Like her like Uptown Girl series is. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. 
good. Yes. So good. Yeah. And it's funny too, because like, I mean, that tracks because I feel like I've watched and listened to a bunch of things with her and I'm like, Joanna, she's, she's real dirty up here. And I love it. She, she, I feel like she tries to pretend like she's not. And I'm like, let your freak flag fly, Joanna. Like, we know it's there. Just let it go. And then <clears throat> she puts all five of you guys together. And her, it I, is a dirty place. And it's great. It's, it's so it. great. It, um, it feeds so my this, soul. <laughs> this brings up a question. We've been having a great time talking with Lenore Bell and Nicola Davidson and Aloisa James about what's it like to be a romance writer when someone insults the romance genre and do you have a go-to response to that i i tend to not engage with people because to me it's like there's there's nothing i can tell you because you clearly don't know it yeah like to me usually what i say is like okay so if you if you are like dismissive about romance it's because you don't know anything about it because if yeah. you knew about it then you wouldn't say dismissive things. And and then I say, oh, sure. I mean, one thing I have said to someone is like, oh, sure. Everybody likes to shit on the things that make money for women. Uh, and it's and it's an I women. women, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, by and large, right? Of course, there's all kinds of, there's people of all genders and all kinds of writers out there. But yeah, by and large, it's a, it's a genre that, is driven by by women and so yeah like sure go read your fucking sad like james, <laughs> murder james book. joyce book whatever <laughs> 700 pages of sadness let's yes. go yeah exactly right. yeah but come shit on my joy that's fine <laughs> i'll just I'll, I'll be over here yeah. enjoying myself and you can cry no i'll probably cry too it's fine yes although i it's have to say like i have I'm, I'm i have a bit of a like intense personality so it really has to be someone that like has had no opportunity to talk to me that would like go ahead and do go that. there like yeah. yes <laughs> they don't know yeah. better yeah. <laughs> oh man i mean that that's completely fair um so something too since we kind of mentioned at the beginning you're you know obviously more known for your contemporaries and stuff but you are you're very much on like the cutting edge of the next wave in romance and I just want to we, we want to know what that feels like and did you mean to kind of be a part of that or I guess maybe you hope to be a part of that you know it's kind of hard to say yeah I mean I I've been I mean I've been a romance reader for my whole life I mean I right. started reading romance when 11 or 12 and yeah I'm in my 40s now so um, I started writing, I started writing romance or decided like, I'm just going to write a book because I was in my mid thirties and I still hadn't read, read a book that like really res like resonated with my experience. Like I, I had seen like snippets of myself, like mm -hmm. maybe a Latin character, but not a black Latin character or maybe a queer character, but not a Latin, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just like I hadn't read a book about like a Dominican queer immigrant who was doing like what I'm doing or like my lived experience or even something from that gaze. Yeah. So that's why I decided to write romance 
And so I definitely came into it with that intention and with that purpose. Like I write romance centering Afro-Latinx culture and whether that is set in 1889 or whether that set in 2021 like that's the container that I write in and Mm -hmm. so in a way I would say my hope was when I came into romance that there would be enough space for me to do what I wanted to do without being required to compromise on that mission, right? Because that I, 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 I talk, Kennedy Ryan is a good friend of mine and she and I talk a lot about this specifically because mm-hmm. she also writes, we don't write the same thing at all and our styles are very different, but we definitely come into the writing with a purpose, right? Like we have a place yeah. that we're going right. with our stories and that's the mission. Like I, I'm not interested in coming in and writing stories about let's say like two white people because not because I don't think they're not wonderful stories no. I've read many a thousand of romances <laughs> about white people that I've enjoyed very much yeah but that's not my job right that's yeah. out there my job is to write the books about the people that haven't been in the space of romance and so <clears throat> in a way I hoped that that it could that I could have a readership that people would come to my books and see what I was trying to do and be able to like engage with with the stories and with the romances and and really writing it for people like me right like to me it's always like I love when like people who are not like Latin read my books and like love them feel like they learned something feel like they could fall in love with the characters but really what I was trying to do was put something out there for readers like me who couldn't sure. find themselves in those romances out there. And so, I mean, all of those things are breaking ground a little bit, right? Like yeah. there's, there's a lot of people who are doing things and have been doing things for years and years. And I'm, and I was kind of like, I'm just like trying to add to that. Yeah. To that space. So yeah. So in a way I, I certainly, understood that I was coming in to do something Mm -hmm. very specific oh yeah and I I love that it's just it's so I and that's why you know we wanted especially to talk to you too it's just like it's a totally it's it's kind of I hate to assume anything but that's sort of the the message that I feel like um is out there at least you know we want to see diverse stories, but not only that, people who the stories that they can relate to that story, they, they deserve to see that. Like, like I see myself all the time and it's nice to see and great to see other things because it's not my lived experience, but I want to learn and I want to read and it's <clears throat> romance is not a one size fits all situation. So I, I just, it's exciting. I think right now, like what we're in and hopefully keep growing, you know, yeah, I think it's, it's, I mean, even from when I started and my, and I, my first book didn't come out that long ago. It was just like two and a half years ago was mm-hmm. when American Dreamer came out. Mm-hmm. And even also since obsessed with the new cover, by the I way, I know they're so <laughs> cute, right? It's I so love cute. it too. I'm very, I was very happy when I saw that cover. <laughs> um, 
even since then, like when I was started, I think I really was like the only traditionally published Dominican person writing queer romance, like, or even like really like romance. And now yeah. there's like, you know, I mean, there's not a lot. There's like three <laughs> other people. <laughs> But it's more than there were even two years ago. And I mm -hmm. think, like, I think we're in a place where, like, we we understand that it's important to have all different voices in mm -hmm. the genre writing their experience. And I think, I think the next conversation that we need to have, or that I would like to have in romance, is about gays and and and, and how um we understand what gays means mm -hmm. and like and like the idea that <clears throat> anybody can write any kind of person in a book but their gaze is going to make that 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 rendering different than another person's rendering sure. of, of a yeah. same type of person and us kind of like informing our reading experience with that because I think that's that's a place where there's a little bit more nuance to the conversation. And I think we're in a good place to have it because we've already established that at, like all the voices are needed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and yeah. the deliberate consumption of that. Like I, I yes. try really hard to be a deliberate consumer of my reading. Like who is writing this book? What is the purpose? Like if Absolutely. I'm re <clears throat> reading a book by what appears to be a straight, author do I need them to be outed why would I want them to be outed if they're not but at the same time like what what is the what is the aim here like whose story is being told and why and I think I totally agree I'm really excited to see that conversation unfold within the genre yeah mm -hmm. and like and I think you know like all books can't be everything to everyone right so like yeah, we have absolutely to like, like what is this book trying to do because to me like what I'm trying to do with a book is centering my culture like I want like every like uh, my goal is that if you have read three pages of my book, you for for fact know at least one of those people is from Latin America. <laughs> like like yeah. within seconds, like within reading two pages, because mm -hmm. that's the experience that I am going in to give you. Yes. And and so that's a different mission, right? Than writing something because you just want to write something that's fluffy and fun and you want to write rom-coms, which is also a good thing to do, but it's different than like, well, I'm writing rom-coms about Latin people or I'm writing, yeah. writing rom-coms about like queer, like the queer experience or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's a big conversation, but. It is. I think we're in an interesting place in, in romance right now. I absolutely agree. Oh, yeah. Um, so you do also have a holiday anthology coming out, which definitely centers around cult yes. your culture. Yeah. Would you like to share anything about that? Yeah. So it's um, it's a shorter story. Like the, the rake I'd like to are longer form novellas. Um, mm -hmm. And these are like shorter, like novelettes, like between like 10 and 15,000 words, but we eat, it's a holiday anthology called Amor Actually, and it's um, all Latina romance authors. So it's me, Mia Sosa, Alexis Daria, Priscilla Oliveira, Sabrina Sol, 
Soraya Cordova as Zoe Castile and Diana Munoz Stewart. And we just like at, we were at a retreat and we thought it would be a fun idea to do um, stories like all very kind of like inspired on, I mean, not love actually, because they're not like really inspired on love actually, but kind of like borrowing some like tropes and things like that from mm-hmm. from like your typical holiday. Yes. E romance. Hopefully it has more heat than a Hallmark one. <laughs> A lot more. Mine personally has a lot of heat. I was like, Adriana's yes. in it, so yeah, we, it's we know what's gonna romance. deliver. <laughs> yes, it's a it's a sapphic romance, and it's like um, it's a Latina pop star who it's called make the make the Yuletide gay, and <laughs> yes. and it's a Latina pop star who is kind of in her forties and has broken off like her fifth engagement and she's like (laughs) given up on love and then realizes that like her true love is her manager it's a younger woman but I'm not saying that I was inspired on any particular Latina pop star who has had like five broken engagements but I'm also not not saying I was inspired (laughs) we won't (laughs) divulge the name this is is only a podcast no it's fine (laughs) Um, and that's available digital and print or just digital for our readers our listeners yeah we'll have the print will be also available too oh yeah yeah awesome i i love a holiday anthology those are fun those should be fun Yes. yes i'm very excited um all right before we head out, is there anything else you'd like to share with us? Um, no, just thank you for having me. This was fun. I enjoy, I always enjoy talking about romance. Oh yeah. I mean, us too. That's literally <laughs> why we started this. Just, just to talk about books. It's a good time. And actually today I got an email cause I use Libro for, um, for my audio books and they have a kiss club. So they have a bunch of romances that they do on sale for like a full month. So for the month of November, your novella, American Christmas. It is, it is, is on there. there. I love that one. And I yeah. actually listened to it today while I was working. And oh, I was that's, like, they're so cute. I know they're so, so sweet. Cute. They're so cute. Oh, oh God. I love it. I actually oh, do yeah. have one thing that I just remembered because yeah. yes. um, so I, I have like, I don't know when this is coming out, but I have like a surprise little, I put out a FF erotica last winter called Her Night with Santa. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and I just, I'm just finishing the second one. I'm going to like surprise put it out. But like, if you listen to Crown Podcast, I guess you'll know. I'm going to like drop <laughs> it mid-December. <laughs> um, it's called The Toy King and it's an MF. So it's, um, it's very high heat. So just be warned. Yes. yes. December is <laughs> going to be awesome. 20,000 <laughs> words of filth. But I, I cannot wait. <laughs> My December is full. It just, yeah, that's so it. that one's <laughs> happening mid mid December sometime. All right, everybody, you heard it here first, so get ready. Yes, <laughs> the toy king coming to you with all his toys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, thank you so much, Adriana, for being here with us on Corset and Crown. 
It's, it's We've been had a pleasure. an absolute blast having you. Yes. It's been fun. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everybody. That, um, that was a great interview for Sadie and Katie. I'm so glad they got to talk to Adriana Herrera and talk about uh, the rake. I'd like to F. Mm. <laughs> Those are supposed to be super spicy anthologies. That's what I hear. I might, I might have to dust off my historical like <clears throat> chops and maybe dive into that one. Yeah. So if you guys are looking for some sexy, spicy, uh, historical anthologies, Duke, I'd like to F came out last year. And are they available... novellas or are they full stories? Novellas. Novellas. It might be the, that might be the way to go. Cause you can like get a little taste of the historicals. Yeah. So if you're not sure if you like historical, this <clears throat> might be a great way to check them out. Um, it's a variety of authors. Sierra Simone is who put this anthology together and Adriana Herrera. Um, she talks about it in the interview. I think that hers is a male, male romance and it's also person of color, like from Puerto hmm. Rican. Um, so very interesting. You guys should check that out. It'll be linked in our on the shelf show notes so you can grab your own copy. We have one more week to order your romance lover t-shirt club subscription for the December box. Yes. Yeah. It has gnomes on it, so you should definitely order it. Everybody <clears throat> needs it. Um, mm -hmm. the, the Romance Lover T-Shirt Club subscription is so much more than just a T-shirt. You can treat yourself or a fellow romance reading friend to a book reading themed T-shirt subscription. Their T-shirts are super soft and lightweight and custom designed to give you a unique look every single month. Um, and like we said, December's T-shirt is an adorable red T-shirt, says reading with my gnomies and it has three it little, has gnomes. little pictures of gnomes on it because reading books who doesn't want a picture of reading gnomes on it exactly but each shipment comes with a free romance ebook code and a mini author swag pack so you can order the designs you love or subscribe and save and orders placed by the 28th of each month will ship by the middle of the following month so if you order it by november 28th it will be shipped by the middle of December. And if you enter the code buzzing15 at checkout, you will get 15% off your first order. You can find the link on our on-the-shelf show notes also for the bookboxbabe.com. Yep, so that's bookboxbabe.com, buzzing15 at checkout, checkout to get your 15% off your very first order. At um, checkout. Check out, check out. Listen, I had trauma. We're not talking about, but there was trauma, and we're all going to be nice to Becky. Um, and we did also, have a good laugh, though. And I've also been really overcommitted on books because that's new and different for us. It feels, I don't know, I'm a little anxious, but you know, whatever. It, um, it happens. So, next is it's our book. Book. Oh. Of. The the week, week. <laughs> and it's like week 11 of no echo i We're think trying it'll people. be infinity of no echo eventually i'm pretty sure our production guy will feel guilt or he'll just be sick of us saying this week 37 <laughs> of no no echo and he'll right. be like i'll just do the echo so you guys shut up shut the freak up you two um 
Okay, Leah, what is your book of the week? So my book of the week this week is actually a new release. Um, it is Covert Vengeance. It is released on the 19th of November, but it is by Kennedy L. Mitchell. It's suspense because who's surprised by that? <laughs> and None it's the second book in her SEALs and CIA series. I like this series. It's different than all... Um, one thing I like about her, she doesn't write your typical suspense series. Like she just, she, there's just something about her books that it, it's, it goes a different directions, but her, both these characters are very, they're very damaged. Like they both had not so great childhoods. They both have had a lot of trauma and emotional upheaval, like in their jobs, but they have this like insane connection. And I, it's a really interesting way the story plays out and the um, ups and downs of the stories. And there's a twist that I did not see coming. And Ooh, it's usually good when you get surprised. Exactly. Like I, like the closer we got to it, I was like, I, I think I might, but it took me honestly, like probably until about a chapter before the twist happened where I figured it out. And I, usually I can figure them out like pretty early because yeah. I read so much of them, but it's a very good series. It's her seals in CIA series. Interesting. Interesting. Mm -hmm. That's by Kennedy Mitchell. Kennedy L. Mitchell. Yes. It's very Excellent. good. She writes a very good book. So what is your book of the week? week. Um, one Night with a Nutcracker, which is book five in the Reindeer Falls series by Jana Aston. So we have a Christmas kick right now. I know, and I don't even like Christmas. Like, I love the decorations, uh, but I don't actually like the holidays. Apparently, of you like the romances now. Yeah, I get, I have found a bunch of really good ones this year, mm -hmm. is what it comes down to. And I'm trying some new authors. I've had a couple of duds <laughs> that should have gotten Cole. <laughs> in their stocking um but you know i just move on to the next one i just really like Jana ashton and her nutcracker her reindeer falls are just really funny i'm a Jana fan so yeah um and this book has christmas goats seriously people christmas goats with fun names the names are fantastic on these goats and she tries mm -hmm. to put bows on the goats <laughs> But they don't like boats. They do not. Um, this is the story of Sutton, who is this total free spirit. Um, she doesn't know exactly what she wants out of life, but she does what makes her happy and just keeps going forward. And she, she rescued a goat. She rescued a goat, which led her to becoming a squatter on a farm that was abandoned. And she lives in an airstream in Michigan and raises goats. It makes her own goat milk products that she sells on Etsy. <laughs> and in like the local stores. Right. Local stores at the farmer's market because mm -hmm. she talks about going to the farmer's market. Um, and then Jake shows up on the farm, threatening her. If she doesn't leave, she Im immediately he is going to evict her. He is a jackass. <laughs> he is a jackass. <laughs> um, Jake has plans for the farm and he wants Sutton gone. Um, this is an opposites attract story with some amazing banter underneath the anger they have for each other is simmering a very, very hot attraction. Mm -hmm. Uh, these two were perfect to each other and they are so real and relatable. Jake has a very strong protective nature, 
Sutton has a kindness about her and together their chemistry is off the charts. Well-written novellas, fully developed characters, um, and totally worth the HEA. Like, believe it's, yeah. And I like how Jake is really protective of Sutton and the goats. And the goats. He he totally becomes a goat dad. He's a goat dad. (laughs) Um, And I saw on social media today, Jana Aston posted a picture of herself with a goat. (laughs) Did she really? Yes, there was a whole story about it. She was taking something to one of her new contractors and found out that they had a goat, had goats, and she asked if she could take pictures for her Of course she did. Marketing. <laughs> That's awesome. You got to do what you got to do. Um, so, Leah, have you heard about our Clear Your TBR challenge? Um, I have heard about this. So over on our Discord server, we are hosting a once a week group read and discussion. We also have a bunch of buddy reads going on throughout the Discord server with just people are like, hey, I want to read that. You want a buddy read with me? And they're like, yeah, why not? And we also like we have the buddy reads going and we have chances for prizes. You can find details on our website. And the next group discussion is going to be The Spark by Vi Keeland. Yes, which has been on my TBR since I did promo work for that book in June. Wow. And again, I also have the e-copy and the paperback, but I was lucky Vi sent me a signed paperback. And then, you know, of course I had to buy the e-copy because I don't read the Because paperbacks. you don't open the paperbacks because no. then it would crack the spine and that's just like sacrilegious. It would make me sad. Yeah. Um, So we... Buzzing About Romance has been hosting a year-long reading challenge. November's mm-hmm. challenge is a three-word title, which I have still yet to come up with a three-word title. It's not easy. Lots of four. So I think Danica's upcoming book, Accidentally in Love, is going to be my three-word title Ooh, that I have to read by title. the end of the month, though. Um So anyway, we host this, we've been hosting this year long challenge. We'll have another one in 2022, but each month we have a book check-in where we talk about the book that we read that met the parameters of the challenge. We also will talk about and wreck any books that we read that month that we think are worth talking about. Worth a read. Yeah. So this month for November, our check-in is November 28th or 27th. It's the 287th, according to my notes, but it's the 27th, Saturday, the 27th. You can find details on our event page on our website. Um, Yeah, that's, and we'll send you a link to join us. For November 287th. Right, for November 287th. Um, So you're... We also have a monthly newsletter that we send out. We give you just some of the ongoings of buzzing about romance, upcoming happy hours, um, different contests we have going on, the challenges, just fun stuff. So if you have not signed up for the newsletter yet, do that because each month we give away some book money also. You have to read the whole newsletter to find it because it's not in the same spot every time because I like to mix it up a little bit. And you also get to meet a person who is part of our hive. We do a hive highlight. So if you happen to be part of the hive and you want to be the hive highlight for the month, let us know and we can feature you at the bottom of the newsletter. Absolutely. So then December, we have some good stuff coming. 
We do. We have our Drunk Book Club in December. It will feature returning author duo and Hive favorite, Jiffy Kate. Mm -hmm. Um, We are reading Good Times, which is book four in their New Orleans series. I'm not sure what the series is. Um, We read Come Again in March for Drunk Book Club. Um, And this is, Come Again was book two. Uh, Good Times is book four. French Quarter Novels. French Quarter Novels. I was close Mm -hmm. with my New Orleans. Um, It's 100% virtual book club. And December's date is December 4th at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. We meet via Zoom. If you would like to join us for Drunk Book Club, you can find details to join us and join our Patreon at buzzingaboutromance.com or patreon.com slash bookcase and coffee. Um, hey, Leah, are you wearing hey. a Buzzing About Romance t-shirt? Not today, but You're I should. say yes. Okay, yes, I am. Yes. Okay. It is the softest that. t-shirt I own. It's in the clean laundry. I just washed it. I wore it a couple of days ago. Does that count? It counts. It is. It's the softest. Softest. <laughs> Why are we so hard today? It's because I was Because you scared. were attacked by a spider. I really. was attacked by a spider. Um, you can find Buzzing About Romance podcast merchandise at etsy.com slash I love H-E-A. Um, again, the softest t-shirt you will ever own. And I love their hoodie. And I highly recommend that you um, get yourself a Buzzing About Romance hoodie because it's winter and it It snowed in Ohio today. It snowed in Pennsylvania today also. I did not like it. So Uh do you have an episode idea for us? We want to know them all. So tell us what authors, industry insiders, or topics you would like to see us cover. And we will talk about them which books we should review for a quick shot of romance. If there's a book that you absolutely love that we haven't talked about, let us know and tell us we need to read it and we will read it and then we will talk about it. Yep. So if you have an idea for a book, a person you want to hear us interview, send us an email at thebees at bookcaseandcoffee.com because we are always open to suggestions because sometimes Becky and I are like, what are we going to talk about this month? Yeah. And we haven't started booking any new episodes for the first of the year. Um, Mm -hmm. And so we are kind of in a moment where we're like, what should we talk about? What kind of ideas do you have? And, um, well, and we want to, we want to talk about what you guys want us to talk about. Like we are doing this podcast for you to listen to us because we love talking about romance and all things romance, but we want to know what you want to hear about because without you, we don't exist. Yeah. We don't have a podcast without you people. So we would like to know what you would like to hear about her. If there's an author we should be featuring, um, let us know so we can mm-hmm. feature, get to know them and get to know their books and maybe have them on the podcast if they want to come mm-hmm. hang out with us. Um, next time we are wrapping up November mm-hmm. and all of our families of romance. We have covered quite a lot of families just so far. Well, because November has been the month of families. So we have talked all about fa- different types of families. And so we are going to talk about what we like in family romances and our favorite families of romance. Yep. And we'll be joined by podcast contributors, Carolina and Lindsay. They're going to come on and talk family mm-hmm. romances with us. So that episode will drop next Sunday. And then we'll be... 
knee deep into December. December and almost and we have the- some really good stuff coming in December. Becky and I have some awesome stuff planned and we have our year end episode. So be prepared for a lot of books to go on your TBR, a A lot lot. of book recs, a lot of them you might have read already, but there's a lot that you might not have, because we are going to talk about our favorite books of 2021. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, It is. It's exciting. It's interesting to see. It'll also be interesting to talk about the year in reading with, we're going to do that with the librarians in December and talk about reading slumps and some of the trends we saw and the, um, impact that book talk has taken into publishing and into the industry and how it's changing how we look at books and some of the books that are popular and some of the issues we have with books so Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) that will be a very interesting discussion so make sure you join us next time thank you for listening everyone happy reading everybody find us on instagram at buzzing about romance or on twitter at buzzing romance If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.